I don't know if I believe in God, but I've been praying to anyone up there in heaven, begging them to please remove the love I have for you in my heart. Because it hurts to love someone who doesn't love you back. It hurts to cry for someone who wouldn't even shed a tear for you. It hurts to think of someone every day. Someone who wouldn't even cough up a thought for you. Why do I feel this way? Why do I love you? Why can't I just hate you for all the times that you hurt me? All the times that you left me in the dark when you made it seem like you would never leave? Why? Why do I love you? Why does my body get weak every time you're in my presence? Why can't I hear a sound when you walk into a room that I didn't even expect you to be in? Why? Is it just me and you here in this room? When I know before you walked in, there was about 150 other people here with me. That there was about 150 other people near or in between. That there's probably over 150 other people that would actually care for me. But here I am, here I am, here I am, still waiting for you to love me, waiting for you, waiting for you, waiting for you. For what? To hurt me? To play me? To lie to me when you want to cry for me? I'm waiting for disappointment, discernment, disembarrassment. For what? Resentment, pointless loving, disengagement. For what? For a moment of a soft touch? For a three-hour-long conversation that just ends in an argument? To make love to me for one morning just to sleep with someone else at night? To satisfy me for an hour? Just to wait for you to come back in moments that seem like an eternity when you made it seem like you would never leave? So again, what for? Why do I love you? Do you know what it feels like to tell somebody I love you? To profess your adoration for someone that made it seem like you were everything anybody could ever need and more? Do you know what it feels like to step out of your pride? To step out of your comfort zone and say I love you and I don't think I'm ever going to get over you just for that person to say back? Well, what are you going to do about those feelings? So again, what for? Why do I love you when I don't want to? And I've been praying to God and all those little angels up there in heaven begging them to please remove the fondness that I have for you in my heart so that I can use it to love myself until someone else comes along to love me more than I would love myself. Good day, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in to Ride with MBS Malay. I highly appreciate you listening. I highly appreciate you sharing this episode because we are now at 6,000 listeners. And I, I'm 100% grateful for it because I started off with two, three listeners. So I, I really appreciate the growth. It's, it's, it really means everything to me. Um, yeah, so I really hope you enjoyed the last episode. I did listen to it a few times and I did decide that it wasn't as bad as the first one. <laughs> it was a little bit more positive. I gave a little bit more insight to my situation and um, a little bit of how I'm handling it. So right now, I am in Virginia. I needed to <laughs> I needed to take a breather, guys. Like um I've been going through so much and I really felt like I needed to get away, like I wasn't sleeping. Um I wasn't eating, uh, I don't know, I just felt completely unsafe, and it's not because of the the situation with the narcissist, but it is several things going on in my life right now (laughs) that I just needed to take off and get away, so, you know, I took a 10-hour drive out here to to Virginia, and I just needed to clear my mind, and (laughs) last time I came to West Virginia, I didn't come back for a whole year, but this time I'm gonna come back, (laughs) 
because I have a lot of things that I have to do when I get back, a lot of things that people book me for. Um, yeah, so <laughs> I took the trip out here to Virginia um, to take a breather because, you know, sometimes you just need to take a step away from the things that you could possibly be going through or whatever. And, you know, I don't know. You know, you need a breather at some point. You need a break. You need some type of something at some point in life. And this is my my break right now. So that's what I'm going to do. That's exactly what I'm going to do. Um, well, exactly what I'm doing right now. <laughs> so, yeah, right now I'm in Newport News, Virginia. Um, you know, just getting back connected with myself. And I'm so like ecstatic because the first night I, I got here I probably slept for like three three hours but yesterday I slept for like a whole 10 hours and like life knows that I needed that rest so bad because every day I, I don't sleep at all I don't sleep at all especially at home I feel completely unsafe at home I always feel like I don't know if somebody gonna break in my house or like you know I don't know I have PTSD so like you know I wake up when I when I go to sleep for a couple minutes I wake up and I like see things over my head like I, I don't know how to explain my situation I've been through a lot in my life and I have a lot of trauma um I have a lot of trauma <laughs> in my life and it really it really <laughs> causes me to lose sleep it causes me to stress a lot so you know honestly being away from home I feel a lot more safe um I don't feel like I have to look over my shoulder I don't feel like everywhere I go I'm gonna see somebody that I don't want to see I don't feel like I'm sad right now like you know of course I'm lonely I'm by myself but I don't feel sad I'm not a sad lonely. At home, I'm a sad lonely because, you know, I can't sleep. I can't eat. I can't do anything. I feel unsafe. So, like, you know, um, at home, I'm more alert and I'm more, like, stressed out. And I'm more, like, I'm doing a lot more things so I can keep my mind off of the struggle. So, you know, like, I force myself to write. I force myself to read. I force myself to walk. I force myself to exercise. And I force myself to do so much that I wouldn't usually do if I wasn't as stressed. Or, or I thought that. So then I got out here and... um I don't really have to force myself to do those things because, like, you know, it's just automatic now. And I guess it's something that, that my body is just, like, more interested in. Um, I don't know. I don't know how do you explain it. <laughs> I guess it's something that my body is, or, or myself, like, my inner self is, is uh, I don't know. I'm used to it, and I like it. Like... <laughs> I'm trying to explain this the best I can. All right, right. So I've been watching. Um, I'm, I've been listening to these documentaries um, because during my drive, I can't really watch it. Um, from the Royal We. I know I told you guys about it last time. The guy Kevin from the Royal We. Um, he gives a lot of insight on narcissism, and he lets us know um, all the different types of things to look out for when you're healing from such a traumatic situation. Um, yeah. So I was watching these videos. And he explained something that, you know, I would have never thought. Like, he said depression depression after narcissistic abuse has a purpose. Um, the reason why it made sense. Because I know I was telling you guys in the last podcast that, um, you know, when me and that person wasn't talking or when something was wrong, you know, I always felt like... I had to do something to make it better. I always felt like I was doing something to please that person or to please that individual, you know. So I would do different things. I would do different things that, that I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I don't want to say, like, you know, I forced myself to do certain things. But in all honesty, um, there were different things that I did do 
just to make sure like you know I did let's let's just say this I went out of my way to make sure things was good with that person over I don't know I don't know how to explain it (laughs) I don't know how to explain it all right so he was saying that depression after narcissistic abuse it, it has a purpose because um usually when you're depressed you lose interest in everything uh you you're you're not really doing the things that you're used to doing so the reason why he started explaining saying that it's a good thing um take advantage of the depression the depression after the narcissistic abuse not the depressive not the depression that you're like under your covers you can't do anything but the depression that you're trying to do something about like you know like uh when you're depressed, you don't really feel motivated to do much of anything that you're used to doing. And he was explaining on that the documentary that it's a good thing because then you start finding other things that you are interested in doing. Like, <laughs> I really thought that I didn't like beaches. I really thought I hated beaches. But what I started realizing with myself, because, like, you know, I've been spending more time with myself. I already know that I'm a completely impatient person. But I thought that I was completely against beaches because of the experiences that I've been through at beaches. Like, I've only been to beaches with family or with a significant other. <laughs> so, I didn't really like beaches at all because, you know, it wasn't relaxation to me. It was just like, you know... I had to focus on something or someone or somebody was aggravating me or like whatever. So lately, um, I've been trying something different. I've been going to beaches with friends and (laughs) it feels really good, right? I have so much more patience where like, you know, I enjoy the nature. I love the nature. I love going outside and everything, but I've never liked beaches. I've never, I never really had a reason. Really, I, I think it just, it's really just boring to me. Or it was boring to me. But now, it's like, it's really relaxation. <laughs> like, now I'm going to beaches by myself. And I'm just sitting there like, I don't know. Like, wow. Like, <laughs> just an amazement. Like, I, I don't know how to explain it. I started finding out that I liked going to beaches. I started finding out that I liked writing sci-fi. Um, I started finding out... The different people, the different types of people that I thought I didn't like. And I like those people. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I really I don't know how to explain it. But honestly, um, being depressed and trying to come out that depressed stage by doing other things to make, make sure I'm not feeling so low. The different things that I've been doing have been teaching me more about myself. So um, I get... I get the, the the podcast, I'm sorry, the documentary that Kevin on The Royal We was talking about how uh, depression it has a purpose because, you know, you start finding yourself and you start figuring out other ways to make yourself happy as opposed to figuring out things to please a narcissist. So I'm going to definitely post that link inside of the description because honestly, it's really meaningful to me and I feel like you'll get more out of it if you are going through a similar situation and it'll help you. I also listened to another one that was called uh, about the final discard stage of the narciss- of narcissistic abuse and what I understood from out of this specific uh YouTube episode was um basically people question or I question if a person is officially 
done with me. Like, you know, like <laughs> me, I'm, I'm a 100% forgiving person and I'm learning that I can forgive and not have to speak to a certain individual anymore and not have to look for closure and not have to look for answers, but to be satisfied with what I feel like is the ending of something. <laughs> right? So the final discard stage of a narcissistic abuse, right? There's no discard stage of a narcissistic abuse from what I'm understanding from the research that I'm doing. Um, in that episode, it was more like, all right, if you're thinking of if a narcissist discarded you, you have to think of, first of all, if a narcissist regarded you in the first place. So if you was regarded in the first place, if you was loved, if you was adored, if you was cherished in any type of way in the first place, then yeah, it's possible for you to get discarded. But because a narcissist needs you when they need you or wants you when they want you for certain things that they, you know, <laughs> look for, as long as you're feeding them, as long as you're entertaining the arguments, as long as you're looking their way, you're always going to be a victim in that relationship because <laughs> you're never going to be discarded if you never was regarded in the first place as long as you put yourself out there to be used you're going to continue to be used and through my experience I see that now I see that now I see like you know we wouldn't talk for like six months or three months or two weeks or whatever but as long as I keep responding or I keep coming back or I keep saying something that's what it's going to continue the, the relationship. So that's something that we all have to be strong about and move on about. So we're not so stuck and caught up on blaming somebody else for something. It's you. It's you. It's you. It's you. It's you. If you're not taking responsibility for something, there's no opportunity for change. So I am taking responsibility for saying that. Yes, I'm the one that continued to entertain a situation because I love this person and I always want to know how this person is doing and I always want to know what I can do to help this person, to help this situation, you know? So I have to take myself away and I have to be a lot more stronger than what I've been because I, <laughs> I know for a fact that I've been really weak I've been really weak or I've been showing those weak signs because, you know, I, I'm so used to consistency. I don't like to switch up people that I, that I don't, I don't really like too many people. So when I find somebody that I really love and I really cherish, I want to stick with that person for like the rest of my life or for as long as it lasts. But in something that's as unhealthy and toxic as that, it doesn't do anything but damage me, damage me, damage me and turn my heart into salt. Which brings me to the next episode that I was watching or listening to um, on my way out here to Virginia that's called Let Walking Away Be the Last Thing That You Say to a Narcissistic Toxic Relationship because that's the only solution is walking away, not looking back, and not letting something affect you. So Kevin elaborated inside of this and said that there are three things that a narcissist does to... to keep you in their life or to make sure you keep coming back um <laughs> and that would be in the stages of you trying to separate yourself or whatever after a little argument or whatever <laughs> as soon as a narcissist discovers that they can't control you and can't control the things that you do as soon as things become too difficult for them they have to make a change or they have to do something to 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 <laughs> 
<laughs> stir something up and get you back to the way that as soon as you become no use to the narcissist like you know that's when they find somebody else or something else to fulfill that need you know that's how i know for a fact that i wasn't the the only person in this this individual's life because you know anytime we would get into an argument and it would be something serious we wouldn't be talking for a long 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 time long time and <laughs> usually with with any other individual if there was no other person for you to go to you'll come right back to that person but because we went for so long without talking until i decided to reach out again until i decided to stick myself in once again <laughs> that's when i don't know I don't know. That's when that's when things started getting all mixed up and everything. So let walking away be the last thing that you say to a narcissistic toxic relationship because honestly, that is the only solution once again. It is the only solution to not look back, to not walk away. And what he was also saying is I hear that 100% helped me understand what he was talking about. I, I, I'm not a religious person. I don't like to talk about the Bible. I don't like to talk about God. I, I, I don't like to uh, confuse things. Like, for example, I go to church on Sundays not to worship God. I go to church on Sundays because I need to feel a different spiritual feeling within myself. I need a clean heart. I need to be forgiven within myself. I need to be forgiven by the universe. I need to be to forgive me in order for me to be happy. I need to be able to see myself in a different type of light, in a different type of way. So I've been going to church because I've been praying that I can lose this heavy love that I feel like I have for this individual and use it for myself because I honestly it's not doing anything as you heard in the poem earlier it's not doing anything with me loving somebody else that doesn't love me the same way and I don't want to waste my love on or my energy on somebody it doesn't mean that I'm going to stop loving that person because I'm always going to but the thing is that I love myself way more and too much more to be sitting here keep putting myself through that situation you know what I'm saying so a walking away is the best response because as long as you're entertaining the arguments, as long as you keep coming back, as long as you're the person that keeps trying to fix it or, or as long as you keep inserting yourself, you're just going to keep getting hurt by that individual because <laughs> a narcissist can't take responsibility for anything that they do. So that means that if you can't take responsibility for something that you do, that there's no opportunity to change. You can't change if you're so focused on being that person that, that wants a certain thing, that wants a certain individual to act a certain type of way. Uh, yo, and I can tell you on countless occasions that person says to me, oh yeah, you're making something that's so simple, simple, so complicated. As soon as you st start seeing the things that you want inside of it, as soon as you start complaining about what, time, as soon as you start complaining about time, not being able to spend enough time with, with with this person, as soon as you start complaining about attention that you're not getting enough of, as soon as you start complaining about you're not receiving enough love or something, it's a problem to the narcissist because the narcissist doesn't care. Doesn't care about what you want or what you need. A narcissist only cares about what they want and what they need in a relationship. So <laughs> walking away is the best response. And I brought up the, the Bible situation because inside of that episode Kevin explained how I know we all know the story about Lot's wife I wrote a poem about this before called Lot's wife which is so freaking funny and I also have a, a, a song called uh, Faith it, no what is it called dang betray dang I forgot how it goes I think it's called oh the last supper and that is on on every platform and everything it's out there whatever um 
basically about when um lot's wife lot's wife all right basically uh there was a group of people. I'm gonna try to explain this as best I can without, you know, throwing in. Lena, Sodom, and Gomorrah. Um, Lot had to lead the people out, and his orders were to not look back because if you look back, you're gonna turn into a pillar of salt. This is all I want to get to in this story. I'm not trying to get all religious and everything, but honestly, the stories in the Bible are very insightful and they're very helpful for life. So, like, you know, don't look at the Bible as a 100% bad thing. I'm not a religious person, but looking into the lessons of the Bible is something that we all go through every day and whatever. So, basically, Lot's wife turned around and looked back at the land that was burning down or being destroyed by God, and she turned into a pillar of salt. And that's the exact situation. That's the same thing. That's, a, that's the same thing when it comes down to um, walking away from narcissist, narcissistic abuse. Because <laughs> soon as you turn around, soon as you try to come back and talk to this person, soon as you try to fix things, that's when things start becoming daunting to you. Because as I was saying in the last episode, then you start developing those narcissistic traits in yourself and then you start turning into that toxic individual that you see in this person. And then you're no longer that person with the clean heart. You're the one with the salty heart. You're the one. You're the one who can't take responsibility for the things that you did because like I was saying, I started noticing the different traits that I was picking up. I started noticing the different traits and I'm like, all right, I can't be that way. I can't be telling people that they're dead to me. I can't be hurting individuals with words because that's not what I do. I don't hurt individuals with words. I list individuals with words. And I don't want to be like that individual. You know? I don't want to be a salty person like that. You know? Because it's it's really, it's really, really, it's crazy. It's so crazy, right? <laughs> it's so crazy because... They speak about change, about how <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to end up playing the episode for you to listen to on here, because honestly, Kevin could explain it 10 times better than I can. And listen, I'm going to play that. OK, so I'm going to take a break and I'm going to let this little 11 minute video play for you guys. And trust me, it is 100 percent worth it. OK, but just remember that the only response to <laughs> drama is no response no response no contact then you have no mistakes no contact no mistakes don't look back you won't turn into a pillar of salt and that is it so i will be back i'm gonna let you guys listen to this episode take a little break whatever and yeah peace out hi guys thank you so much for watching the royal we my name is kevin and in this video i want to talk to you about that feeling of being trapped like you're a prisoner you have nowhere to go, you don't know what to do, you don't have any control over the situation with the abusive narcissist, but you know that the abusive narcissist has no control over you. So what does have control? Something very powerful, and we're gonna talk about it in this video, so don't go anywhere. Alright guys, so like I said, we're going to be talking about that control that is over your life coming out of narcissistic abuse and while you're still in narcissistic abuse. And we're going to be doing this this evening right here by this fire. I've spent the day outside putting 
sticks and collecting sticks. I had my kids help me. We are getting rid of all the wood that's dead in the backyard. Right now, uh, everybody's winding down. It's Sunday evening, and I'm gonna sit out here by this fire. Hopefully my eyes aren't gonna get too watery from the smoke. We're gonna get through this video. We have a lot to talk about when it comes to this feeling of control over your life. And so we're gonna go ahead and dive right in and get started, guys. First of all, what is this control? What is this power that is over you? What is it that's causing you to feel trapped? Is it the narcissistic abuser? No but yet you don't feel like you have any control over yourself or over the situation. So what is it that has control? Well guys, it all comes down to this one very powerful thing in your life. And that is your own emotions. That's right guys, your own emotions has the capability and the power to have control and dominance in your life. Guys, as a matter of fact, uh, Ron Burgundy in the movie Anchorman said it best when he was in this telephone booth. Ron, wh where are you? I'm in a glass case of emotion. Yes, guys, emotions are so powerful that they can encase you in what seems like a glass case or a prison. You can become a prisoner of your own emotions. And the worst part about emotions is that you can't escape them. This is why you can separate from an abusive narcissist. You can run away from home. You can move out of town. You can move to a different city, a different state, such as I have, and still feel trapped, still feel that pain and that anguish and that frustration and that suffering that you experienced in an abusive relationship. You can still feel that. Why is it? Well, because wherever you go, there you are. And when you talk about emotions, emotions are internal. It's an internal conflict that you are dealing with. Guys, I wanna talk about a Marvel Universe character with you. I'm sure he's one of your favorites and he's a favorite of a lot of people and that is the Incredible Hulk. Now, I wanna to talk to you about the brilliance behind the creation of the Incredible Hulk because this is the probably the only superhero that I know of that actually has his power, which is a reflection of something that we all deal with. His power is something that we all wrestle with. So for those of you who don't know the Incredible Hulk, his story is that he is a mild-mannered scientist, Dr. Banner, that when he is triggered emotionally, he turns into this giant green raging monster and he goes crazy. Yes, his superhero ability is actually nothing more than emotion. He's a big ball of emotion. Anger, hatred, fear, anxiety, all of this rolled up into a big green raging ball that just goes crazy, right? This is his superpower. Now, the reason I'm talking to you about the Incredible Hulk's characters because the Marvel Cinematic Universe, if you keep up with it, has done something really spectacular and really amazing with this character. If you have watched the last movie, uh, Infinity Wars, 
what they've done with the Incredible Hulk is they've actually developed a conflict within himself. Yes, that's right. What they have is the mild-mannered Dr. Banner now at odds or having a problem with the Incredible Hulk, the emotions. They've pinned him against his own self. They've created a war within him. The Incredible Hulk doesn't want to be under the control of Dr. Banner. Dr. Banner doesn't want to be under the control of the Incredible Hulk. But the thing to keep in mind here is what they're developing and what they're trying to say is that they're two independent entities. You have Dr. Banner and you have his emotions or his superpower. It's, it's brilliant, guys, when you think about it. This is something that actually humanity experiences. This is what we experience. This is what you're dealing with, and I've dealt with this as well. Our emotions can become uh, to, to so intense. Our emotions can really run away, and our emotions can actually become an entity in themselves. This is not the first time that we have seen this idea or this concept. As a matter of fact, I want to turn your attention to one of the oldest books and uh, of, of literature that we have. And yes, I'm talking about the Bible. The Bible is so full of goodies, guys, that you and I can gain some insight from. So go ahead and turn with me if you have a Bible or if you don't, just listen because there's some great insight that deals with the exact same thing, same idea, same concept. We're going to go to the book of Romans, guys. The Apostle Paul, who was an apostle in the Newer Testament of the Bible, talked a lot about this internal war that he was dealing with. He talked a lot about doing the things he didn't want to do and not doing the things that he knew he should be doing. Constant conflict within himself. It's this idea of his, of his knowledge being against his emotions, guys. If you want to read... Romans is a great place to find out a lot about this. The book of Romans 7.23, Paul talks about this war that he was at within himself. How do we win? That's what I want to get to. How do we get over this? How do we move past this? Well, first of all, guys, you have to understand that your emotions and what's inside of you is heavily triggered. It's triggered. The Incredible Hulk was triggered. That's why he got into rages, right? Uh, even the disciples, everything, it's, it's triggers. We're all triggers. So first, go no contact. If there are people in your life, family members, friends, uh, spouses, people in your life who are pushing those buttons, who are finding those triggers, who are provoking you to anger, you've got to go no contact and get far away from them, okay? And then what we're talking about, and you have to get far away from them, you have to detach from them, you have to be away from their triggering you, right? And then what we're talking about here is the pain and the anger and the frustration and the emotions that follow you, right? How do we deal with that? The only way to win is through understanding, is through knowledge, is through wisdom. Guys, this is what it's all about. This is also something that the Bible talks about. Guys, there are over 48 different verses in the Bible alone that talks about wisdom and the importance of wisdom. Wisdom is huge, guys. Knowledge and understanding is huge. The only thing that's going to beat emotions in your life is your knowledge, is your understanding, is your wisdom. And this is why it's so important that you process these things. Even if you have to take yourself away from the relationship, you do whatever you have to do to start to process this. Gain wisdom. Read. Talk to people. Watch YouTube videos. Call me. Read your Bible. Read literature. Gain insight as to how to control 
you better, how to control your emotions better. This is what it's all about, right? Proverbs 16, 16 says this, wisdom is worth more than gold. Wisdom. Now guys, I've made videos talking about wisdom, but just to give you the short explanation of what wisdom is here, wisdom is a combination of your knowledge, your experiences, and your understanding. That's what makes and creates wisdom inside of you. So guys, I wanna encourage you right now because I know that you're hurting, I know that you're broken, but I also wanna let you know this, as you're fighting this war within yourself, as you're trying to fight your own emotions down, you are, and as you're watching this video right now, as you're talking with me right now, you are gaining incredible amounts of wisdom, of understanding, of knowledge. You're learning. You're learning about yourself. You're learning about the world. You're learning about abusive narcissists. You're learning about your place and who you are and how valuable you are. And all of this knowledge, and as you process your own pain, you're going to understand more about yourself. You're going to understand about how, who to trust and how to let people in your life. You're going to learn how to let go of things you shouldn't hold on to in life. And all of these things are gonna to come together to create wisdom. All right, guys, I hope you liked this video. And I wanna thank you once again for joining me here on The Royal We. Now, I wanna encourage you guys, if you want to jumpstart your recovery process and really take it to another level, I encourage you to check the link below for The Royal We course. The link is in the description box. Check that out. I know it's gonna be a good thing for you. Also, guys, Instagram is available, so click the link in the description box for Instagram and join me there as well. Now guys, I wanna draw your attention to the sides of the screen right over here. You're gonna have a video right there that's going to be my last upload prior to this one. So if you missed my last up, uh, upload, you can catch it right there. Now right below that video right there is going to be a special recommended video just for you. Either way, you can't go wrong. Thank you once again. I'll see you next time. Hey, <laughs> yeah, so I hope you got something out of that. Um, I felt like it was very insightful. Um, yeah, he pretty much wrapped everything up and said everything that he was supposed to say to get you guys to understand uh, emotional control with a, a narcissist. Um, I know I elaborated a little bit on it um, in the first episode because, the, you know, I didn't really understand i didn't really have an understanding of the emotional control part like you know where i was a prisoner in my own emotions but i did explain to you guys in the first episode how i felt like i was trapped and everything but now i have a better understanding about the entrapment and it's not necessarily an entrapment from that person or like you know it, it's something that you have to be able to do on your own um as he said in that episode so you know that's my my understanding to it it's just all about owning up to taking responsibility. Taking responsibility and knowing that there needs to be a change and being consistent about that change is where it's at. So he did elaborate on another video about like, you know, when you look back and everything, um, that a narcissist is always gonna try, not always, but like, you know, they're gonna try to come back into your life or they're going to try to stir things back up with you or whatever and they said that there's three things that they do first you know they get you to look they get you to feel and they get you to react those are the three things that i've learned through this research and i did take it upon myself to start taking the courses because i honestly do need help i'm not gonna lie i do need help 
uh, getting past the situation. And I'm, I can admit that, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, Doug, I do the best that I can. I'm not a perfect individual. I know a lot of people see me smiling. They see me on uh, at these events and they see me on Facebook and they see me everywhere smiling and doing everything that I have to do. But I do everything that I have to do because I have to do it. And because, you know, that's something that I want to do. And I can't do what I want to do with a frown on my face. I can't do the job that I do with an attitude because... I'm never going to get the results that I need and the results that I want. And I'm not going to be successful if I walk around looking around, looking like how I feel. I can't walk around looking like how I feel. And um, at the end, at the end, <laughs> now nah, I'll save it for another time. I do have another poem that I want to share with you guys, but I'll do it for another podcast. But what I did want to do, um, I wanted to read some of these comments from the that episode that you just heard on youtube um and don't forget i am going to put the links to all of the videos that i'm talking about inside of the description just in case you are interested in watching these videos and you know i don't know maybe i didn't explain it well enough for you or i'm honestly just explaining my point of view i'm explaining my understanding um i'm explaining the wisdom and the knowledge that i'm gaining from from you know trying to heal from this situation i want to read some of these comments because i thought they were pretty interesting (laughs) Um, probably not all of them, but I just want to explain that you're not the only one going through it. You might feel crazy. You might feel like (laughs) this is, this is dumb for you to feel or like, you know, like this is something that, that you could completely get, or maybe you're not the one that's going through it and you're just listening because you want to be nosy and listen to my situation or you just want whatever. (laughs) This is a real thing. This is real. It's not, it's not fake. (laughs) <laughs> it's not fake. This is true feelings. Um, and there are other people in this world that feel how you feel if you're feeling it. Uh, like I always say, I don't really care about what anybody thinks about me. I do what I have to do to be healthy. I do what I have to do to be successful. So as long as nobody gets in the way of that, we have no problem. So comments. Being with the narc is like living in a fantasy island where your dreams don't come true. Good video. Proverbs 25 and 28, a man without self-control is like a city broken into and left without walls. What's up, brother? I escaped on my own for three weeks. Moved, no one knows where I live. He's going to need a lot more uh, than three weeks, though. (laughs) It's hard to break free when you've been emotionally controlled for so long and you can run, but you can't hide from your feelings. Thanks, Kevin. Video summed up, fight for emotional freedom with knowledge. It can be a war against yourself. Your thoughts can cause an infliction of pain that you will act out in an emotional rage. This is why people look at us as something is wrong and the narcissist as a calm person. I feel trapped by a visitation order and forced to keep an abuser in my life and my kid's life. I meditate, pray daily, and labor daily. Kevin, my man, you are such a nice, thoughtful person. Nice to see your children having fun in the yard just like we did back in the days. Simplest, natural fun. And dude, not only do you have great taste in music, but also in movies. I'm a huge fan of Marvel, and I see in here that you're a Christian or that you love Jesus in just about every video I watch. So you're good people. Something we say down here near the Gulf. Yes, the narcissist in my life created this inside conflict with me by confusing me so much with lies and deception, separating me from society in general, isolating me from everyone else. This is where Marvel Blu-rays and come in handy. So that I would become confused about my exile or isolation. I was made to believe that it was all me. But it was a narcissist that created and set up this whole deceptive... Ex- ex- <laughs> 
<laughs> existence have grown into and become accustomed to being in her clutches or living in her home. That's why no contact is the only true freedom. God bless you and your family. Thanks for all the hard work you put into these videos. Blessings. <clears throat> Been in no contact with narcissists for four months. It's very difficult and emotionally draining since he's my neighbor and I am hearing his voice most of the time. I'm getting hypertension and anxiety. I really want to vomit out of anger whenever I hear him laughing like he did not abuse someone. Love this channel so much. Also, fire was a nice touch. Yes, although you may be hurt by the narcissist, it is not good to dwell on the pain. Remember, it is a choice to be happy. I feel like you're alongside me. Even though we are thousands of miles apart, you have replaced something pretty toxic some pretty toxic people in my life i notice how sick i feel every time my ex-husband takes me into court and i am in the same room as him i have a lot of work to do but i am willing as i want to walk towards the light and let go of the darkness most people know most people i know would think i'm crazy talking like this but i know you will understand wisdom what an amazing yard i totally needed i totally melted seeing your kids the air kissed to the camera on my heart how precious um thank you for teaching us the trauma of twice and second time worse by the narcissist narcs in law still make me feel frustrated and express their pain stupidity stupidity of losing most of the good stuff in their lives which was being their son and daughter-in-law who they were used who they used and abused but we cannot encourage people to appreciate good family members when we had to admit to ourselves we were just the supply it's been a couple months now and i honestly can say that i feel alive again just wanted to say thanks um uh, I left 22 years of narc abuse only to help from a psychopath, only to take help from a psychopath. And this person is abusing my cat, <laughs> me and vandalizing my car. I want out so bad. Please pray. So yeah, um, I'm going to put this video in the comments and I'm sorry, in the description. And if you guys want to read more of the comments, you're more than welcome to read some of the comments. Um, some of the comments did open up a few things to me about the control and about uh, dog. Like, I'm not gonna lie. I feel like I feel like I'm still a good person. I feel like I'm a great person. I do. But me and this person have a lot of mutual friends. And there's going to be a lot of events that we are at, like, not so long ago. And my anxiety shoots to the roof. Shoots to the roof. To the roof. Um, <laughs> I found out some really disturbing news about this person. And... Something hurtful, something really hurtful that they did to me behind my back. I'm not going to elaborate on it. But it did kind of force my hand a little bit more about, you know, blocking this person from all social media accounts and all my phone accounts or whatever. Like, it's really crazy how the actions of another person can change another person so drastically. You know, because I honestly feel like, you know, I'm open and I'm ready for love. I am. But I don't, I don't want it right now because, I don't know. I, I don't want to feel like everybody's going to end up like that. But I just feel like, I like getting what I want. I like 
and I get what I want for myself, you know? And once I get involved with another person, it's about me and it's about that person. And, and, you know, I like to make a person feel better when they're feeling down. I like to make a person happy. I'm a person that is pleased off of giving pleasure. And I honestly don't feel like I want to give that energy to anybody else but myself right now. Because, you know, I do want to open up a little bit more and speak a little bit more on my situation, but I'm still healing from it and I'm not ready to talk about it yet. But I will be ready soon. I will be ready soon, but I'm still in pain. I'm still in pain from our last fight and... It was really bad. It was really bad and unexpected. And it'll never happen again. I'm done officially. And I'm ready to see another light. Because I love myself enough to move on. And I hope that you feel the same about yourself. Um, if you disagree with this episode, I would love to hear. If you have anything to say to me about your emotions, about how you feel about something, I would like to hear it. I would like to hear it. I would like to understand other people, too. Like, you know, like, I would like to know that I'm not the only one that's in it as well. Like, you know, I know I'm not, but I like to talk to other individuals about a situation or about my situation that they might be going through, too. Even if you don't know me, feel free to reach out. I'm out here. Um, thank you for listening. And until next time, peace out.